Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of Face to Face here on our Facebook page, eCardiNews.com. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. I'm up here in Cambridge, Ontario, Canada. David, of course, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We have another one of our shows lined up here for today. Another one scheduled for Thursday, but we don't really know who it's going to be yet. We have a couple of people that are, we're working with kind of on the uh, in, in the queue, if you will. Uh, David Cole, we're into another week. It is uh, May the 19th. Uh, I think we can take a deep breath with the fact that a number of tracks have started kind of rolling, whether it's been practice, testing. Uh, we've had some races being run as well. So finally, things starting to open up a little bit. The karting industry starting to get rolling again. Slowly but surely, as we keep saying, we got to keep taking those baby steps back to uh, what we want to get back to, which is reality and <laughs> normal life. Uh, you know, being able to go where we want, where we want, when we want, uh, being able to go across the borders, as we yeah. kind of talked about. <laughs> in uh, the pre-race show. So uh, we're slowly getting there again. It's, you know, again, we, it is, we're in uncertain times. We're not quite sure exactly what's going on with, with this virus. We're still learning each day, each hour about it and, uh, and what we can do and what we can't do. And, you know, just certain factors that go into uh, being able to go back to the racetrack in certain areas of the country and, and other countries as well. One thing I would throw out there, obviously, we are going back to the track. And I know that, uh, you know, there's obviously personal responsibility for all of us that are going back to the racetrack. The tracks, the clubs, they can do the best they can, of course, in trying to make sure we have social distancing. We spread the pits out. But there's also just some personal responsibility that everybody has to take. You know, when you go to the racetrack, especially now, you know, believe in the in the in the the extent of the virus or not, or how it spreads, whatever it may be, if there's certain parts of the population which it kind of attacks more. The bottom line is right now we, we're trying to respect and, and take care of our, our friends and everyone. When you go to the racetrack, you're also, David, I think people need to understand that we're under the watchful eye, right? We're The tracks that are opening up right now are under the microscope. So when they're putting these, these COVID-19 uh, procedures in place, everybody needs to do them, those, and more. You know, when, when you're at a race somewhere, don't bring your grandparents with you. Don't bring the whole family with you. If you're not racing, don't go to the track. You know, that's the bottom line here right now. I, Go to the track with the mom, the dad, and the kid, or whatever it may be, right? Let's keep a, a, a small amount of people. I've heard rumors about all these people coming up to races and people high-fiving each other afterwards. Yeah, maybe that's okay. But, again, we're under the watchful eye uh, of, you know, county gov governments and health officials. We just have to make sure we're smart so that everybody gets to open up. Well, again, there's kind of two parts to that. Uh, the first part is is we're, we got to look at from the top down in a way. I mean, NASCAR opened up this weekend. Yep. No fans. We have never seen now, mind you, some people joke that nobody goes to NASCAR <laughs> racing anymore. But the fact is, is that their grandstands were completely empty. And, and, you know, we saw all these drivers wearing masks. We saw crew members wearing masks. We saw, you know, people, people, you know, doing their social distancing as much as possible as you can within racing, you know, within the racing scope of things. And, you know, so that's got to that's got to trend down to what we're doing in karting as well. And I think we're starting to see that challenge in Americas is one that's saying, no, you get one pit pass per driver. Yeah. So the driver and somebody else, unless you're a minor and you have the ability to have a parent and a mechanic or two parents and mm -hmm. that's it. And, and, you know, we Pat's acres, they allowed nobody in the paddock unless it was a mechanic or a parent. Same situation there. Um, so we're, you know, Newcastle is kind of the same way as well. I'm not quite sure if they have a, a limiting number on that, but you know, there's, there's no spectator area. So you're either in your paddock or you're at, at the fence. So there's a lot of things that we're, we're learning from all these different racetracks around the country. But the other thing too, is, is that when you're in racing, you have like this, you're in race mode and you're going to high five somebody <laughs> after something happens. That's really cool. And and it's just spur of the moment. It's just that natural instinct to to show emotion. And I mean, okay, so give somebody a high five, but put some hand sanitizer on right away. I mean, it's just, just I mean, we're all doing it. We're all going to grocery stores, getting groceries, and then we clean our hands, sanitize our groceries, clean our hands, and 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 just follow those steps in order to keep from things spreading. And that's the biggest thing. So it's just you know wash you know again wash your hands more and more. Keep the hand sanitizer handy. A limit the contact that you have with people who are outside your family. But take care of your immune system too. Let's talk about that. Get outside, roll around in the dirt a little bit, right? Get some sunlight, get some vitamin D, take care jump, of yourself. Jump on the trampoline, go do walks, <laughs> mow it. your grass, do yard work. 
That's it. All right, well, let's jump into it now. We've, we've kind of uh, talked a little bit about kind of where we are, what's going on. Of course, as you folks know, we have a lot of content coming out here on eCardingNews.com. David is continually updating our COVID-19 track status update article. We kind of put that out there every day for people to click in on. You're able to see your track. If your track's not already on there, contact them. Tell them to contact us. We'll be able to keep things updated. David's continuing to work on that so everybody knows when we're going back to, to, to racing. We're going to find out actually first person or first first and second person uh, about what's happening in Bermuda right now because we have joining us here today Scott Skitchy Barnes and David Barbosa. Of course, Scott Barnes from the Bermuda Karting uh, Club uh, has been a, a driver we've seen come across here to run a lot of races in the U.S. Uh, David Barbosa has been coming to the Supernats, uh, among other things. He's CRG Bermuda and has been really, I think, one of the major players in helping to grow the Bermuda Kart Club with his rental kart program and rental race car program as well. So we're going to bring them on there right now, David, uh, as they're standing by out in the, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean looking. You guys could smile. What's up, like, <laughs> literally, you live in Bermuda. You could smile. There, that's better. Guys, how are you? We're good. How are you guys doing? Can't we're wait. hanging in there. I'm going crazy, to be honest with you. Um, I know you guys are probably the same. David Cole hasn't had a chance to drive anything. I haven't had a chance to drive anything. Let's start first and foremost. We'll come and talk more about how you guys got into it. But what's the status of the Bermuda Karting Club right now? Uh, we stopped racing back in April, uh, March, actually. It was the same weekend as the first Scusa Pro Tour. Because um, I was actually at the Pro Tour racing, and that's when everything kind of went crazy. And that next week, we were scheduled to race in Bermuda, and things got locked down. And we've been in a lockdown ever the since. The track's been closed since then. Uh, what is it? Is it 65,000 people around that on the island? As yeah, probably, probably. around that, right? So um, how are things COVID-19 coronavirus-wise? You guys have flattened the curve. Have you shut things down pretty much so far? Would yeah, you say? We're going to shut down. Um, the airport's closed. Um, cruise ships uh, stopped coming in. So we've been able to control it pretty good. I think we're up to like 127 cases, um, nine deaths, unfortunately. Um, but the numbers coming in every day are, have been good. Um, so we're in a four-stage four reopening system, okay. and Thursday we moved to stage two. So we're where getting does, Where does the potentially opening for practice or something like that at the track uh, come back in? Is that stage three? Is that stage four? Where are you guys thinking about when you're able to get back racing again? Yeah, actually, well, our season was scheduled to finish this past weekend. Okay. Um, the track actually opened this past weekend, Saturday and Sunday, for limited practice. Right. Um, so we were able to go down there Saturday and Sunday and get at least jump in a cart and have a drive, uh, which was nice. All right, let's uh, let's get started. I want to kind of introduce introduce both of you guys to the EKN Nation. Of course, they're tuning in now here uh, live on Facebook. Of course, those of you who are watching know that we put this up on uh, YouTube as well. So all of our face-to-face -face videos and interviews are available on YouTube. And then, of course, we turn it into a podcast for the EKN Radio Network. And those of you who subscribe uh, on iTunes or Google Play. Let's start with Scott Barnes, uh, better known as Skitchy, of course. Uh, Scott, let's talk about how you how did you get into karting? How did you get into the sport? Uh, I started when I was 12 years old racing. Um, when I was about 10, my dad actually bought me a fun kart. A um, little dirt cart that I used to drive around my neighborhood and have fun with. And then when I was about 11, uh, Bermuda Karting Club started back up. Um, they were on a hiatus for a few years, no track. Um, so I, I was interested. Obviously, I had fun driving my fun cart. Yeah. So the first year, I actually drove my fun cart around the track for half the season. <laughs> Got my ass handed to me. Dirt <laughs> tires and you know a little Briggs and Stratton motor. Um, but as soon as I got on the track, I knew this was my sport and something I wanted to do. And the next season, my dad bought me a, a real go kart and been doing it ever since. Twenty three years later, uh, I haven't stopped. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Because if you think about it too, obviously you, you say you got your ass handed to you driving that yard cart around for for a year, but you've gone on to win. A number of championships uh you, you let's talk about the number of championships you've won but also most recently uh inducted into the bermuda motorsports hall of fame as well correct yeah so uh like i said i've been in, in bermuda <laughs> for 23 non-stop years it's been a long time uh been able to win 15 championships here in bermuda wow. um, so lucky enough i've had a good team behind me through throughout the years um and then last year the bermuda 
started the Motorsports Hall of Fame and was inducted into that for, for karting. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Now, okay, so you, you know, you're over in Bermuda. You're, you're a young kid getting racing. You've turned into, you know, a younger adult, an older adult. And you say to yourself, hey, you know what? There's racing outside of the island here. When, when was your first foray? coming over here because you obviously come on a regular basis. You've been winning races, championships, that kind of thing over here uh, for many years. But what was your first foray coming to the U S yeah. So I started racing in the U S when I was 15. Um, actually a good friend of mine, Jason Skezzy North who yep. raced a lot in the States before too. Um, he went to the rock Island grand prix. I believe 2000 was the first year he went and he uh, actually flew his carts from Bermuda to rock Island grand prix. Um, <laughs> Rented a car, a truck. Him and his mechanic went out, raced the Rock Island Grand Prix, and they loved it. Obviously, you guys have done Rock Island Grand Prix. You know, it's an awesome weekend. Yep. Um, so he came back, and he's like, dude, you got to come with me the next year. I was 15 years old, just getting into a shifter cart. Um, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in. Um, so the following year, we, you know, we said we're going. Um, we actually did a road race before Rock Island and put them apart. That was my first race in the States. Wow. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember, you know, walking up to the front straightaway with Scuzzy and watching these cars go by and practice doing 110 miles an hour. <laughs> and we looked at each other like, what the hell? Like, what did we just get into? Uh, my first race ever in the States, um, pretty much one of my first shifter races, and I'm doing 110 miles an hour wow. at, on, a street, on a road race. Um but loved it. Uh, I think Scuzzy actually won a race that weekend. Um, and then we drove to Rock Island the following weekend and raced Rock Island. And from there, I was I was hooked. Uh, you guys, see, listen, you you have pretty much the same, same span as me at Rock Island. I want to say the first race I ever announced was just the shifter class. Uh, Bobby Wilson's dad gave me 100 bucks to announce the shifter car classes in 1999. Uh, but I remember <laughs> announcing and saying to myself, who the hell is Scuzzy? What the hell is a skitchy? Like, who yeah. the hell are they? who the hell are these guys from Bermuda? I, I didn't, you know, we we become very, very good friends uh, over the next uh, twenty years. But yeah, I remember you guys coming over. Like, who the hell are these guys? But they're fast. Yeah. Uh, you guys were good out of the gate, were you not? Yeah, I mean, like I said, that 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 road race, Scuzzy won a race. Um, I've been lucky enough to win Rock Island four times. Scuzzy's won there twice. Um, we've had some good finishes there, and. We got some talented drivers on this island. For a small island, you know, there's some fast guys here for sure. Well, I would have to say this. I'm sure David would probably agree with me. One of the reasons why that is the case is because they get a chance to run against you and Jason, you and Scuzzy. Because when you, you know, obviously you get better racing against good drivers. You, of course, uh, are, are one of the top drivers in the country anytime you come over here. Almost on the podium last year at the Super National, sixth uh, in the category. So you obviously help guys raise the bar a little bit. So kudos to you on that. Let's move to you, David. Yeah, we got we got twenty three years with the guy sitting beside you here in in Skitchy. When did you first get into the sport, and how did you get attracted to it? Um, I actually got into it pretty late. I got into it when I was probably about seventeen, um, and I had watched uh, Scuzzy uh, for some time, um, and then we I knew him for quite some time. Uh, watched him race, and then I just got my one of his old cards. He was selling it, and I just fell in love with it. That was yeah. it. And ever since, never turned back. Where were you guys racing at that point? I know after this I want to get more into the history of, of the track and the club. Where were, what, what was the track when you started, David? Where, where was the track located? Okay, that was up, up at the old annex base. It was the old uh, U.S. Navy base. Okay. And it was all concrete. Uh, it was a very abrasive. It was very bumpy. But at the same time, it was competition. And some of those guys that were there were really good. Um, so once once we those few years had gone by, uh, the base had shut down, and we were out of a track for a few years. Okay. And then we started working on things, getting a new track involved, and from there we got it. Yeah, That's we'll right. talk. We'll talk more about that in a second. So you start when you're 17, you kind of get rolled into this thing. Um, somewhere along the line, you decide you're going to start bringing go-karts in. So you become the CRG importer distributor for Bermuda, which I think is obviously such a crucial thing. Obviously it's tough to get, it's tough to get parts and equipment into, into Bermuda. You're paying a lot of duty when you're bringing it over there. You bring everything over from probably, I'm assuming from Italy. Can you talk about your relationship with CRG and how that kind of started? Okay. That started probably about eight years ago. Um, 
got a secondhand card, and then from there we just we got new cards right afterwards. Um, I've been dealing with the factory right off from the cat from the factory. Um, I've been dealing with Nicole for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime that we guys place an order, we place it. We have everything by emails. Uh, any technical issues that we do have with cards, uh, there's a one-on-one communication with them. Parts, they're really, really good. I can order something uh, today within the week. It's here on the audit. That's awesome. So it's the only problem, the only downside is the cost side. When you bring anything into Bermuda, you yeah. pay a duty. Uh, it does get expensive. But the the experience on the whole operation of it, it's really awesome. It's really awesome. They're first class operations over in Italy. Uh, this is probably my third time going there to the factory, getting some training with them. So it's it's been a one-on-one uh, communication with them. It's really I- been We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, Every Briggs 206 engine is power tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs and Stratton Racing, what powers you? Feel like you're racing alongside the many legends that have called CRG home. With direct factory support, the CRG Nordam operation is the North American distributor for all CRG products related to karting and is based just outside Houston, Texas. The complete racing chassis line, including the famous Road Rebel shifter cart, is available through CRG Nordam. The growing FS4 Briggs & Stratton-focused chassis is expanding worldwide, including right here in North America. Many tracks, indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the Centurion rental cart line through CRG. New for the 2020 season is the Mini Hero for cadet racing, homologated for FIA competitions around the world. Head over to cartcrg.com or find them on all social media networks. It was the biggest Briggs & Stratton 206 race of 2019 and you're not going to want to miss the 2020 edition. The third running of the Cup Carts North American Grand Nationals welcomed over 280 entries spread over eight Briggs 206 categories for all ages. And this year's finale will surely top 300 entries from the U.S., Canada, and beyond. Be part of history with the Cup Carts North American Grand Nationals 4 are held on October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th at the Newcastle Motorsports Park in Indiana. Another record-breaking entry total is expected with drivers from all over North America set to take part in this year's event. From club competitors to international stars, the fields in each class will be stacked with talent. Gear up for this year's Grand Nationals by following the Champions Cup program from Cup Carts North America. The regional traveling series visits grassroots facilities throughout the Great Lakes and Midwest area. Visit cupcarts.com for more about the Champions Cup program and updates regarding the Grand Nationals 4. Be part of something special. Be part of the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. 
That's obviously great for the sport in Bermuda to have someone with that much connection to a, to a manufacturer for sure. We'll jump back into CRG Bermuda in a couple a couple of minutes here. I, I just want to learn more about, about the actual club itself. David, I know you probably have the same same questions. What is the history of the club? Do you tell us what, like when did it start anyways? Okay, so uh, I'm actually doing a history book right now. <laughs> Perfect time. <laughs> for the Garden Club to get our Hall of Fame up and running. Um, the club, Bermuda Garden Club, actually started in 1976. Um, wow. Named Duke Soares, who did a lot of racing back in the day, um, overseas in cars. He was a huge racer here on the island, um, huge racer internationally in cars. Um, him and a handful of guys actually started the Bermuda Karting Club. Um Back then, obviously, I wasn't around. Neither was David. <laughs> um, they did one-off races, you know, um, a lot of dirt racing, um, a lot of just one-off races, and then hill climbs. Yeah, hill climbs. Um, and then, kind of when David got started, um, the, the club bounced from track to track. We never really had a set track. Um, when David was saying, when he was seventeen, when he started. They had the annex base for a number of years, and then the club got shut down for I don't know how many years. Maybe about five years. Yeah, no, that long. There was wow, just okay. no, no place to race, no yep. track. Um, and then government um, actually gave us a, a permanent. Well, it's permanent now, but it wasn't at the time we've been there. No, we went to the triangle. triangle track, which is a, a three-turn track. That's when I started. <laughs> wow, three we turns. Were, it was literally a triangle, three turns. Turn one, turn two, turn three. We had that for two or three years, and then that got extended into a five-turn track for maybe a season, and then we lost that track. That got shut down. Um, we bounced to another. I think we went back, back to the base for a season. Wow. Lost that. Then we went to a parking lot, temporary track, um, for maybe two seasons. And then we finally got where we are now. We've been there for 13, 10, yeah, 13, 13, 13 years. years. Um, great facility now that we've had government um, hooked us up really yeah, good. Talk, <clears throat> talk about that. Rubeth, uh, Rubeth Southside, Southside Speedway. It's at the airport, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's right at the end of the airport. Yeah. Um, it's a great facility. Um, the track's just over a mile long. Uh, we actually – Go-karts race there, and then the street bikes race uh, when we're not racing. Yeah. And then right across from it is a motocross um, racetrack. So all three motorsports race at the same complex. Pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, we've been there for the last 13 years, and it's it's been great. So so give so give our listeners a little insight. What what's the what are the is the class structure? What kind of what kind of classes do you guys run in Bermuda? You good? Uh, so <laughs> we. Uh, we have two junior classes. We have a cadet, 60, um, from 7 to 12. And then we have tag junior from seven or 12 to 15, mm -hmm. running the tag junior program. And then we have three, four adult classes. We have a tag, 125. And then we have the shifter, 125. And then three years ago, we started the 206 class. So we have a 206 senior, and then we have a 206 master. And the 206 has been a pretty big thing. I know that, David, you've kind of come in there as well with some arrive and drive opportunities, but the 206 really has been a kind of a solid thing to, to give you guys some some base of drivers. Am I, am I correct? Yeah, we started that three years ago, and just like the States and Canada, it's grown. It's Actually, this season was our biggest class, um, 12 strong in the, in the 206 senior class. Um, it started off slow. Obviously, we had – I think we started with 10, maybe. Not even three or four the first season. Um, oh, yeah. We started it off as a master's class for the, the old older guys that just want to come out and have fun. You know, yep. the fathers and the mechanics that want to come out and have yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. That, that. <laughs> Wait, we all are now, right? That's it, we all are. <laughs> uh, I'm racing masters in the States. But no, I started off as the, you know, the fun class that the older guys come out and just have fun, cheap. You know, you guys know the two or six classes, awesome class. Love and it. then, you know, the racing instinct kicked in and, Everyone wanted to be more competitive, more faster. And then the second season, two or three more guys got into it. And then this past season, like I said, we we it was our biggest class in the Cardinal Club. That's awesome. So let's let's talk about uh, you know you obviously of course um, sketch kind of lead the way in terms of running over in the in the U.S. Uh, are there more club guys that are thinking about coming to the U.S. with you to to run some big races? Yeah, I mean, we've had a handful over the years that have, have gone away and, and represented really well. Um, obviously, I've been racing since I was 15 out there. David's gone to Supernats 
two or three times. Uh, I think he ran Rock Island once. Um, like I said, Jason Scuzzy North raced Rock Island a, a bunch of times, um, has done a bunch of other. Um, he actually started off when we were starting when I was 15. Yeah, he was big into the, the road racing, mm-hmm. um, two or three seasons, road racing pretty strong. Um, won a couple championships out there, um, which is really awesome. And then over the past few years, we've had um, Niall Bean has come out. He's a little junior driver. I think he's 14 now. Yeah. Went out there a bunch of times, done a lot of races. We've had Brandon Franks go out there and, and represent it well. Yeah, no doubt. Paul, he was on Paul at Supernats and S2. That's it, yeah. Four, yeah. four or five years ago. Yep. Um, so, I mean, yeah, every time we go out there, we do represent well for what we are on a small island. Um, the hardest part is coming from this small island where our track here is night and day compared to any track in the States. Um, very abrasive track. There's no grip. Um, the rubber doesn't get laid down like it mm-hmm. does in the States. So it's, it's night and day racing here and then going away and racing on a quote-unquote proper go-kart track. Mm-hmm. Um, not that our track isn't proper or anything, but the grip level is totally different than the state side. Very, very abrasive. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, do you think that helps you going road racing and street racing? Because there, there's really not a lot of grip, especially in street racing. Do you think that helps kind of the transition? Because, you know, every every Saturday morning we go to Rock Island, there's completely no grip whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I, I think our track definitely helps us when we go um, race on a, a track that has a lot of grip because here – we have to drive so much harder to, to find that grip. I mean, I remember when we went to Italy last year with, you know, we had four kids that were 14, 15, 16 with us. And that was their first time in the States at a, at a real track. And we were walking on the track and the shoes were gripping to the track. There was so much grip. <laughs> we're like, what's this? It's like, this is a real good side. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's, it, it's harder for us. But at the same time, I feel like it makes us better um, drivers. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's just really hard to seat time-wise as, as well. We don't have nearly the amount of seat time that most guys have when we go out there and compete at these big national races. Um, so just not having that seat time is is key for us or for them. Yeah, yeah because typically you guys only race, what, once or twice a month, if that, and then you guys uh-huh. shut down for a certain period of time? Yeah, we race September to May um, every other week. So we have a 15 race season, which is pretty long, but we only race on Sundays. You know, it's not a two-day event. Um, but you can still go down and practice during the week. It just gets costly on tires, fuel, right? Stuff. So I mean, at the same time, if you want to, if you want to be good, you got to practice. Yeah, that's, so we, we, that's true. Just like anything else. Yeah. Let's jump back into the CRG um, Bermuda program because, David, I want to talk to you a bit about the rental car program. When I came over with, with you guys for the Dockside Grand Prix, you had your uh, CRG Centurion carts, your your you know your your rental carts there, and we did some rental racing, which was fun. Uh, but you also then started the 206 rental car program so that people in Bermuda wanted to tr- come and try the sport, they could jump into a rental car that you guys had put together. But let's first talk about the program itself. So you decided to bring the rental carts in. How do you utilize the Centurion carts, the CRG rental carts? Okay, so what I do is um, basically I evaluate kids, adults, whatever they are. I get the kids whatever age they can. I start them at about six years old, um, and then I move them up. So what I do is I have adults that come in. We get them out. They have fun, and then I watch them aggressively so we have a couple sessions out on the track and then we can just get better and better and better times so it's just basically managing the the kids and adults all in one group so we we can do it all are you based right at the track with all your stuff Uh, i've got two containers down there i've got all my equipment everything down there so and 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 what what about so what all can you provide too because i know we talk David and I are always talking to guys when, when we're at tracks and say, hey, if you want to have a good time, if you want to have a bit of a karting vacation, you know, get a hold of the guys at Bermuda. Head over, take, take the family to Bermuda, have some fun, hit the beaches, golf courses, whatever it may be, but you get some racing in as well. And you have the arrive and drive for them to do that. Do, do you provide absolutely everything for them if they want to come and drive? Everything you got to provide. Everything is covered. You just show up. That's we, the- have a, we have a beach. <laughs> we have a beach right across. Right across. <laughs> if you want to have your girlfriend or your wife that wants to go to the beach, she can go to the beach and you're, you're doing go-karts for the rest of the day. Literally you can walk across the road and there's a beautiful 
pink sand beach, crystal clear water. So, I mean, David started the, the actual arrive and drive race cars last season. Uh, two years. Two years ago. Um, so, basically, you can show up on Sunday morning. It's cheap, too. It's only 200 bucks plus tires. He provides everything, gas, yeah. suit, helmet. You can show up and race with us. Um, These are brand new cars. Yeah, brand, brand new, new cars, brand new engines. Everything's all top of the line. Man. Definitely, it'd be nice next season um, to get some international guys to come down. I mean, because our season kind of runs when the U.S. is not racing. We run September to May. Yeah. So all the guys that get the snow and stuff. Perfect destination. Come to Bermuda for the weekend. You know, your, your wife or your girlfriend can hang on the beach while you race go-kart on Sunday. Uh, I mean, what what better vacation <laughs> as a racer can you, can you ask for? I like the idea of that. I think David could bring Renee over, but I think Alicia would want to get in a cart and kick my ass. That's the only problem, right? She wouldn't want to be on the beach. <laughs> that program has actually been great for the club. Um, this this season, actually, David had four or five guys full-time. So getting away from the international guys, guys in Bermuda that can't afford to buy a cart, they can come down, do David's rentals for 200 bucks a day and still racing. David maintains them, does all the hard work. These guys just show up on Sunday. Show up on a race day. And, and That's a them. great deal. So, I mean, it's it's been great for to try to grow the karting club, um, get new guys into the sport in Bermuda, um, guys that are interested in, in karting that want to try it. It's it's perfect for the Bermuda Karting Club to try to grow it. You know, I, I love the fact that you guys kind of bring everyone in together as a family. I, I, I wrote about it and talked about how great that club was when I went to the Dockside race because – it just felt being in the paddock like it was just a big family. Everybody was having a great time. The racing was tremendous. But the, the sense of community there, I think, was amazing. And that's why I want to segue into you getting a bunch of guys together and going to the CRG 24 Hours of Italy. You talk about going – you come over here to, to the U.S. and North America to race. But you guys went to Italy to run that CRG 24-hour race. Talk, talk about that experience a little bit. How was that? Uh, that was that was one one uh, event that would never be forgotten about. Um so we had we had some of the teenager guys um, that were good. We had all handpicked, um, and so what we did is we, me and Scott, we worked together. Uh, we made a plan. Uh, we had to have training sessions. We had to go to the gym. We had running sessions. Everything that we could do to improve our ability, we did track time. We did as much as we could. Uh, we went over to Italy. Uh, I think we had eight guys. Seven? Eight, eight drivers. Eight drivers. Yeah. And there was 20 of us that went. I mean, mom's dad, a couple mechanics. Yep. It was it was awesome. I mean, David's not doing it justice. It was a trip of a lifetime, especially. I've been racing cars for 23 years, been racing in the States for, you know, 20 years. And to be able to go race in Europe as a carter, you know, there's some badass guys. That's where racing is awesome. Um, to be able to go out there in Italy and, and race against these guys was awesome. Um for David to put that together, I mean, it was first class. That track, Adrena track, is amazing. Yeah, Avery facility is amazing. CRG put on a, a world-class event with that 24-hour race. Um, hands down, one of the top highlights that I have in karting. So we had, we had other plans as well. We also um, we had spoken to the, some of the other drivers that came with us. Um, what we planned is a one-on-one -on -one session uh at south garda uh, a couple of them were in shifters and some were in the okay engines um uh, we got the whole afternoon session out on the track wow. it, was, it was was incredible and that was all through crg they actually put on the top top class yeah got to do our, a, a day at the crg factory touring that day it was a, a full tour of the crg factory which is first class I mean, you could eat off their floors. They, their factory is amazing. Um, so yeah, it was a, definitely an awesome trip. Something that we'll, we'll all remember as drivers for sure. Is is that going to be a one-off thing, or do you guys think you maybe you want to go back again and maybe took what you learned and try to apply that to the next to the next experience? Yeah, definitely. Everyone wants to go back. We were planning on going back this year. Um, luckily, it kind of hit. It, Obviously, got canceled with the COVID. So yeah. it kind of worked in our favor. The last minute, we ended up pulling out. Um, but I mean, all drivers wanted to go back. I think we're definitely planning on going back. We're definitely going to plan on for this this season when they uh, when they introduce uh, if they're going to be doing the twenty four hour for this year or next year. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be in for it again. 
Because I mean, we ran out there kind of blind. We had never done anything like that. You know, 24 hour race, we didn't know what to expect. We were one of the only teams without radio communications in the helmets. I mean, we were holding up signs to pit and stuff. It was, yeah. We learned so much in those two days that when we go back, we will be a lot better. Um, I think we ended up placing 19, 20, 29 out of 40 teams. Um, we ran in the top 17 to 21 for a lot of the race. Um, just we had, had a couple, technical issues. Had a couple bad carts that were slow. Um, had a couple bad pit stops, a uh, couple penalties that cost us. So we learned so much racing that race that when we go back, we will be a lot better. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com, where all our products are just a mouse click away. We ship daily to ensure that you get your order as quickly as possible, and we are constantly adding new products to our online store. We specialize in IME engines, tillet seats, ceramic product line, OTK products, Briggs and Stratton engines, and of course, our championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fit your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to Innovative Engine Works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis and the new for 2020 in the U.S., the Red Speed and the EOS, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and the Scusa Winter Series and the Pro Kart Challenge, and the United States Pro Kart Series and the WK Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line or to find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK directly. This season marks the 20th anniversary of the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals. The iconic single race national championship returns this season and will be held over the 4th of July holiday weekend. The 2020 U.S. Grand Nationals is set to run inside of Charlotte Motor Speedway on the newly repaved kart circuit. The track has hosted world and international events in the past. and The U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals will help usher in a new era for the facility. Drivers from all over the U.S. and the world are invited to compete on July 2nd to 5th in Concord, North Carolina. Classes range from Senior Max and Masters Max to Junior, Mini, and Micro. The Briggs 206 Pro Division has been included to welcome local and regional competitors to experience this historic event. Rotax Races will be competing for tickets to the Rotax Grand Finals, the Olympics of karting, set for November 7 to 14 at the Bahrain International Karting Circuit. Visit racerotax.com to learn more about this year's U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals and register today to take part in this historic event. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. 
That's awesome. Let's, okay, let's get back and talk a little bit about Bermuda. We'll kind of cap things off with that. We'll see if we have any questions coming up on our on our comments as well. One of the cool things about Bermuda, you guys have talked about you, the fact that you've had uh, different tracks, some, some issues where the track was going to be. You did some 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 uh, parking lot races. You finally got the track south side up at the airport. But you guys have also done a bunch of street races as well. You've done a race right in downtown in the, in the capital of Hamilton. I came over for the race at the, at the dockyard event. Uh, that was kind of during the uh, the whole um, what's it called America's Cup, right? So they the all the boats were all docked there, and so they built that pier, the man-made pier out there. You know, we we were talking about you guys were talking about potentially having a race there. Are we going to see another street race coming soon for Bermuda or what? Yeah, so we, I mean, over the years we've had it's our street races started back in '98. Uh, we had four street races in the heart of the city, Hamilton. We had four back to back. I think it might have been 99, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, back to back wow. races. Back then, they were only one day. So everything got done on Sunday. It was a big rush. Um, but they were great events. Um, the last one, I, I was 17 in 2002. Um, so we had a, this long break, I think 13 years. We never had a street race. Oh, yeah. um, and then I became president, and I'm like, we're going back street racing. Like, we have to do this. Um, so I started the Dockyard Grand Prix, small check that you went to, and we started. That was the first time that we had raced in Dockyard. That was uh, fun, and the club loved it. The spectators loved it. I mean, they did. Yeah. Seven thousand people over two days. The first time we ever did a two-day shoe race, which is awesome. But it's close racing. Yeah. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and the carts were there and the bikes were there, so there was yeah, this really yeah. cool thing for the the people to see what was going. But the, yeah, it was definitely close racing. It was so much fun. It was a great yeah. time. I, for us as a club, it's a good way to showcase our sport to the rest of Bermuda. I mean, we do these shoe races, and even for a small, I and mean, we have people come up to you and they're like, "I never knew karting was That's was it. like." We thought they were just fun carts. We're like, yeah. "No, it was." So it's a great way for the Bermuda Karting Club to showcase to the whole island. Um, so we actually did dockyard three years, and then we went back to the city of Hamilton, which is our capital. Uh, that was the first time back there since 2002. So I think 14, 15 year break. Um, we had a couple international guys came down. Um, Greg Bell came down as a tuner. Mm -hmm. we had Tony Laporta come down and announce for us. Um, Chris um, Enderline came down and tuned for me. Yeah, Ron um, White. Ron White was down. Yes, I mean, we pulled some international guys down, and we haven't street raced in the last three years. We took a little break. Um, committee's changing up. Um, but if I have anything to do with the next season, we, we definitely will be going back street racing. Um, it's great for our club to showcase, like I said. Um, it's a great event for us. We love it. Um, so, yeah, definitely, hopefully, 2021, we will be street racing again. Well, I, and I think Sketch, you know, obviously, I got a chance when I was over there to, to, to see it firsthand. Like you said, uh, 65,000 people on the island, and it's not an easy way for them to understand whether there's carting on the island at all, right? So when you take it to the city, you take it to the, the capital, whether it's right in Hamilton or at uh, you know Dockyard, where there was so many people coming out to enjoy it. And then the media coverage, because like it was front-page news yeah, on, the newspaper, on the newspaper as well. It was amazing. Yes, yeah, so Bermudians are hardcore racers. I mean, we love to race. Carding, carding bikes, boats. Boats, yeah. We're yeah. Four racers down here on this island. We love our racing. So when, when a street race like this happens, like I said, we were getting over 5,000 spectators. It's Imagine Rock Island with four deep around the whole track. That's yeah. what it's like for our street races, which is awesome. It was and amazing. That's one of your first times actually going to a track by boat. Yeah, it's the first time I ever had to go take a boat to the racetrack. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, definitely uh, 2021. We'll be street racing again. Hopefully, we um, want to invite some international drivers down. Um, we had the last one we did in Dockyard. We had um, Austin Riley come down and race with us. Mm -hmm. uh, he's moved on to cars now, so that was pretty cool. We've had one international driver, but fingers well, crossed. Let's, hey, let's, let's bring this. Let's bring this one up, Dave. Tom Harlman. He's a race winner now from New, from Newcastle Motorsports Park. He says, "I never raced a street race, but I'd love to do it there." Tom, there I'm you telling go. you, David, telling you. David's got the arriving drives for you. That's it. You're yep. racing and on a street race. And see that's, a CRG. And that's the key, right? The beauty of that is if anybody does want to come over, like you said, it's tough to ship your stuff over there. You need to have the equipment that's there, and David's got stuff ready to go. And that's that's the key we're trying to hit. When you guys, even if you want to go over and have a, have a vacation in Bermuda, go over, do some karting, have a rum swizzle, enjoy yourself. But, but the carts are there. When you roll in, you've got top-quality machinery, 
it's an experience. It's an experience too. You're going to run a different track, a different country. That's yeah. that's an experience of a lifetime to be able to go there with the family. Yeah, and it's great. For, like I said, we only race on Sunday, so you can make it a long weekend. Um, you know, kind of enjoy the island Friday and Saturday, and then race on Sunday back to back home on Monday. And David does a, a first class operation with his Arrive and Jive programs. All the carts are new. He is, you know, they're all pristine. Everything's yeah. right. Um, so you're not getting just a arrive and jive. You know, I've done a lot of arrive and jives in the States before and, um, David's operation is, is first class. You know, we talked about, uh, uh, what we got Brickyard. Uh, what else we got for hashtag beat David Cole, hashtag beat Rob Howden. Maybe we need to have a Bermuda edition. Just I have no problem. I have no problem. The cards are here. They're all ready to go. When so I, I can speak. I can speak firsthand about how well the CRG carts are with the 206 package. I mean, they're fast because I was faster than Rob throughout the uh, the Cup Carts Grand Nationals, Where'd and so and th that doesn't matter. Oh, but I, I, we, we will definitely because I don't think he can drive it because it, it, you know it takes a, a true driver to be able to drive one of these. Wow. All right, but Cole, Cole, you got some big shoes to fill because Rob's been to Bermuda. He he's been to our street race and race. And he's got the W. Right over yeah, there, trophy's right the, over there. Yeah, trophy's yeah. right but over he, there. He came down and kicked all our guys his, his butts, and uh, he, he took the checker flag home with him. So you know, hey, he's got that up on you. Here's the new T-shirt, though. The way, if we're going to do this in Bermuda, here's the T-shirt. Hashtag beat Jeff Souza. <laughs> yes. I think Jeff's watching right now. That's, that's not too. That's not too hard. Now we're taking Jeff down. He actually just said afternoon, fellas, but he's not going to like that at all. So yeah. <laughs> he's definitely been one of our um, big help on my end. Yeah, um, getting cards ready for track days. Uh, I've also have all the guys mechanics that come in on for the race days. So we have them one on one that work with the customer. I work alongside with all you guys. So if you have any technical issues, That's awesome. advice, I go on. I do it all, all hands-on, whatever like, it is. David's, got, David's got like eight carts every race day down there. So, I mean, he comes home Monday and he's working on carts literally for two oh, weeks, two weeks straight to get ready for the next race. That's so, amazing. Um, I love it. Shout out to you, David. Shout out to Jeff Souza as well. One of the uh, one of the top guys for sure. Uh, let's wrap this things up, guys. Any anything else you want to talk about potentially about the future of karting in Bermuda? No, like I said, again, we just we want to invite everyone down next season. Our season starts in in September. We run through May. Um, follow us on our Facebook page, Bermuda Karting Club. We want to invite any international driver down to come race with us, um, have a fun vacation, and, and get some karting in. Um, definitely hashtag beat David Colby Rob Allen. <laughs> when we go back street racing next year. Um, and one good thing is it's all family orientated. Yeah. So you actually enjoy what you do and then you actually spread it right out to other families, kids. It's, it's one big sport. That's one good thing. And, and I will and listen, I'll vouch for that because when we were done racing both on Saturday and Sunday at the dockyard race, um, the atmosphere in the paddock was awesome. Like just, you know, and, and to be honest, um, I want to say I got pinched and wrecked, I think in the, in the heat race or something like that it was either heat or, or practice. Everybody oh. dove into my car. <laughs> it was awesome, man. Just to have everybody jump in like that. It's definitely a family atmosphere for sure. in Bermuda. Yeah. Me and Scott have raced alongside for quite some time. Uh, we're fierce battles. Um, at the end of the day, it is what it is. We leave it out on the track, and then we just go along with it. So, so here's the deal, guys. Uh, there are so the way the sports kind of rolling right now is great. We have so many awesome places you can go. You can run the Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, with Battle of the Brickyard. You can go back to Quincy in the park, iconic street race. Right? If you want to have an experience in karting, you go to the Bermuda Kart Club. You spend a, a week out there, whatever it may be. You run the race. You spend some time on the beach. You hop on Skitchy's boat and go fishing a little bit in Hakuna Matata. Like, it's just it, – that would be an experience of karting that I don't think anybody would have. And, of course, David, you can make it super easy for everybody. Yep, I can. The hospitality that you have here, especially with Bermudians, yeah. they, they actually give everything they can straight out to anybody. It's the hospitality is – it's it's not um, – doesn't put a price tag on it. You can have friends You can have friends for the rest of your life just yeah. by seeing the small little – Small little piece for the rest of your life goes a long way. And, so, and if you're lucky, you can have fish livers with Scott's dad. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're done. Hey, listen, appreciate you both coming on. Uh, stay safe out at uh, Bermuda. Again, folks, uh, it's an experience you'd want to take. Trust me, I, I, I'll, I'll do it anytime. I've told Scott that. Anytime it's an opportunity for me to come back over to be part of the Bermuda Carding Club family, I would do it in a heartbeat. It's uh, a, a ton of fun there. And as David said, the people are absolutely amazing. And I think that if we get a chance to do it again, we'll bring a bunch more international drivers over to make it fun. Guys, thank you so much. Hey, Appreciate I'm, I'm you putting guys. my money on Rob. Just throwing that out there. Oh Good come call. on! Good call. Good call. Well, I've got to work on Dave's card, so I'm doing. There Dave. we go. You'll have to work a lot on it because he never finishes street races. Uh, <laughs> now, hold on. Now hold on. Before I let them go, I won this year's bet with Skitchy. I beat him twice out of the three races we had together in the Ignite class. So all right, I, I, I won this year. I didn't race one of those races. But it doesn't matter. You didn't race, so I still win. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for Bermuda. We appreciate it. You take care of yourself. We'll see you uh, soon. Yeah. Super Nats for sure. All right, appreciate guys. We appreciate it. Guys. Yeah. So, David Cole, there you go. The Bermuda throwdown. Hashtag beat David Cole. Hashtag beat Rob Howden. Hashtag beat Jeff Souza. So, um, of course, Jeff, won, Jeff, I think the reigning champion in the 206 Masters category. So, we'll have to go head to head with uh, Jeff when we get out there. But, uh, uh, Tom Harlman, definitely get a group over. Come over and run some races. I think that'd be fun, David. You'd love it. I'm telling you, the the hospitality, the people in Bermuda, second to none, amazing. Yeah, it's we've we've been wanting to do this now ever since you had the went to the dockyard, and it's just yeah. our schedules haven't been able to align. You've had the IndyCar conflicts, you know. I've had other things going on in my life to where I can't go or yeah. even bring Renee because if I went alone, I'd come back divorced. So that's true. Yeah. So there's no way I'm going to do that. So. Yeah, we're, we're hopefully, if not at the end of 2020, sometime in the beginning of 2021, you know, we, we have spring break here where we're able to jet out and, and leave the kids, hopefully. So, yes, uh, drop so the kids off at the yes. grandparents. Oh, we, well, we've we'll been the with them for what, nine, 10 weeks straight now. So it's time to, it's time to get rid of them for a couple of weeks here. Oh, I bet. I bet. You're going crazy. All right, guys. Again, thank you so much for joining us here in this edition of Face to Face. We're lining up a couple more people for this week. Got a couple people already lined up for next week. It should be a couple of great shows coming up. Uh, we're going to delve a little bit into the sport, some of the history of the sport. Uh, we're looking at doing a happy hour with Howden pretty soon as well. Uh, we're thinking about bringing some of the uh, the world's worst photographers, motorsports <laughs> photographers on with us. Um, it's carding, so we take what they give us. We really have no choice, so blurry yeah. or not. Yes. Todd McCall, blurryphotos.com. Or from the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. Every We actually have to physically change the pictures ourselves and go in and out to have some different perspective <laughs> because they're so bad at what they do. Lazy. Uh, that's coming. We're going to do a happy yeah. hour with Howden, too, with some cocktails, so uh, that you may want to – Send the kids to the babysitter for that one. We're going to have some fun. Uh, otherwise, big thank you to both David Barbosa and uh, Scott Skitchy Barnes from the Bermuda Carding Club and CRG Bermuda for joining us here uh, today on Face to Face. Thanks, folks. Again, take care of yourself. We're going racing. Make sure to look at the updates on eCardingNews.com. David over there continues to update the uh, that particular article, the status, uh, cart track, cart club status. I'll let you know whether your club is racing. And uh, we're looking forward to getting back at it. We should be having some more events opening soon. Thanks again, folks. Take care of yourself. Okay.